0: A yame yame alef oder alif the Rebbe lists the first other as other Aleph. However, the second other the Rebbe titles it other Sheini. So the question was brought up by Rabbi Zelikson. The Rebbe appreciated his excitement in studying the Iyeng game, and he asked the Rebbe, how come the first month is called other Aleph? Based on that, the second one should have been called other Beis, or the first one should be called other and the second one should be called other Sheini. So the Rebbe received In general, it's common. It's not a serious big question to make a big deal of it. That part one is called chilek Aleph, and the second one is called chilek sheni, and there's nothing very particular about it. The Rebbe also brings several pointers. Number one, we see in B'reishis, the first day is called Yoim Echod. The second day is called Yoim Sheni. If we say Yoim Sheni, the first day should have been called Yoim Rishon. Yet we find that the first one is called Yoim Echod and the second one is called Yoim Sheni. So we find an example to this idea that they're not consistent. Another reason the Rebbe gives, the first other is not necessarily always the first. It is one. Because in the times when they used to make the year a leap year, in the times of the Beis Amigdash, when the Sanhedrin used to make that decision, they would make this decision towards the end of the first other. So there's a good chance that there will be only one other. So you can't call it the first other. These are the answers that the Rebbe gave to Rabbi Zelikson. After a while, the Rebbe actually addressed it by a Fabringen that there was a big discussion amongst chesidim, what is the meaning? And the Rebbe calls it l'chiduda. It was an exchange for sharp minds. If we want to go on the sharp mind track, so the Rebbe says, since we are talking about Moshiach, when Moshiach will come in the first order, it is a possibility that there will not be a second order, because the Sanhedrin are going to make the year a regular year and not a leap year. So it will remain to be order echod, only one other continuing the Hayyim Yam of Aleph oder Aleph, Teruahir, Dimre Hamaschil L'si'ah Misha'kelah. In the Meimim and Teruahir that starts L'si'ah Misha'kelah, Sif Hamaschil, Ve'hinei Achar. The paragraph that starts Ve'hinei Achar, it is published B'msiras Nefesh. Base Fei ayin an acronym, Base Fei Ayan. How do we actually pronounce this, Rosh Who? Bipnimiyis Atzmusei. Base Fei ayin is an acronym for Bipnimius Atzmusei from the inwardness of his essence. This is a Maimon of the Altarebbe, where he talks about the woman who is barren, doesn't have any children. And he explains it according to the Aveda the divine service of Hashem, that a person, when he meditates, he needs to create children. The children are the fear and the love of Hashem. But they don't last. Sometimes it just disappears. The children don't survive. So how do you manage to create love and fear of Hashem that will be permanent? This happens through davening, as we find Chano, when she was barren, and she was davening to Hashem to have children. It says, "Vatispalel." Chano al Hashem. Chano prayed over Hashem. It doesn't say she prayed to Hashem, but rather she prayed over Hashem. Meaning over Havaya, she prayed over the supernal name of Havaya. She connected herself on a higher level than Havaya, because Havaya indicates the creation and the existence and the vitality of the limited, finite world. And she wanted to rise above it. And how do you do that? When you connect with Hashem, higher than all limitations, but in a way that you subjugate yourself and you nullify yourself and you become consumed with the oneness of Hashem to the point of self-sacrifice in the inwardness of the essence of Hashem, which is beyond any limitations. And that way, even someone who is barren is able to give birth to permanent fear and love of Hashem. And this Roshetavis of base Fei ayin, as Bipnimius as Atzmusai, is extremely unusual, because usually this Roshetavis is spelled out as Bifnei atzmoi, but this is not the case here. This is an unusual explanation of this, Rosh Bipnimius atsmusoi. Ksiv, it says, in Tilim, A person goes out to do his work and to his labor until the evening every neshama when it descends down here below it has designated tasks, general tasks and personal tasks and this is the meaning a person goes out to his work when a neshama leaves, it stands from the highest heavens in the treasure trove of all the souls and it descends from plane to plane until it becomes enclosed in a physical body and the natural soul and the animal soul this descent is for the purpose that a person should do his work in the general realm of things to empower the spiritual form over the tangible matter. To illuminate the world with the light of Teira and the candle which is Mitzvah. And to his labor, this is the individual person's task. Every Neshoma has its task and its Work to serve Hashem with his intellect and the emotions according to its nature and character. Ade until the evening. As long as there is still time to accomplish. Kosov as it says, whatever you need to do, you have to do it today, and not tomorrow, you have to do it before the tomorrow comes. Obei and here's another, a deeper level of understanding. Bira Kosov the explanation of the Yete is, shenasa yiridus de We are talking about the ascent that is achieved by the soul as a result of the descent that it came down into this world. When it went out, me-hi-yesa me-lubeshes When the neshama ascends from being down below as it was enclosed, in the body, to its work. When the neshama goes out, it goes to its work. The neshama is occupied in the world to come according to the occupation with which it was occupied in this world. The And if the soul was busy establishing time for studying Tera, also there in the world to come, they enter this neshama into the tents of Tera, to continue studying Tera. To his work, if the person was occupied with his divine service as appropriate, then his ascent is towards the evening, but here it means, that he ascends level after level until he attains the pleasant sweetness of the essence of the infinite so the word orev is not from the word evening but rather from the word sweetness that in the world to come you achieve sweetness this comes from a letter the Friedrich Rebbe wrote about a Jew who at his older years, he retired from all mundane activity and he dedicated his whole life to sitting and studying Torah. So the Rebbe talks about the fact that before the evening of your life, you come to the point where you have to reflect and review that your personal task in your life was the right one. And this is a difficult one because a person has to figure out what his personal task in life is. Sometimes you have to view what your challenges were. And based on those challenges, you know where you have to focus all your energy. And this is what Chassidim used to do by Yechidus. They would go to the Rebbe and they would open their soul and the Rebbe would help them correct what needs to be corrected. And then when it comes to the evening, a person knows that the soul came down to this world to accomplish. And towards the evening, he will be able to benefit according to what he did in this world to the point of sweetness of connecting with the essence of godliness then there is another way the Freyed Kireb explains in the Maimah this Vort and he says that the Baal Shem says that a person comes into this world for a very specific goal that this Neshama has to achieve and a person's life is divided into three groups there is the morning there is the noon and there is the evening there is the you which is the morning, and there is the noon, which is middle age, and then there is the evening when a person comes of old age. And then a person looks back, and he wants to appreciate that at his older years, he should be able to really enjoy life and do the right things. So when he lived his life in the morning and in the noon, according to Teda, then he will have a beautiful end of life. He will have pleasure, and he will really enjoy the end of day and this is what the Altarebbe says when a person starts his life with Kabbalah oil he accepts the yoke of Hashem, then the end will be that his work will not be done as a burden, but rather he will enjoy his work, it will be sweet, and it will cause him a lot of joy and happiness. And our Rebbe addresses this, that we find the Arizal says that in the world to come, everyone continues to grow, but it is in a form of serenity that is in proportion to what you didn't this world. So according to the teta that you learned in this world, in the world to come, the serenity and the peace will be in proportion. Then comes the Balsamta and says there's a very specific goal, that the person does his mission. He should know that he must do it before the evening, before the end of his days. Finally, the Tereba says that when a person starts his day by accepting the yoke as if it's a burden, he will end up doing it with sweetness and with pleasure and with And the Rebbe says the combination of the three, that when you fulfill your mission, you're focused on your mission, you know what your mission is, you will end up accomplishing and you will have the serenity and the peace, as the Arizal says, in proportion to what you lived.